Welcome to the Nibbles Scotland Over Coffee podcast, where our aim is to get out of our comfort zone and meet some of the amazing food champions around Scotland. People whose passion for delivering the finest produce is our gain. As November marks World Vegan Month and the New York Post today says that we must all go vegan and have less babies in our fight against climate change, it's fitting that we meet with Planet Cuckoo and its founder, Matt Nonovich. Edinburgh was actually named the UK's most vegan-friendly city in 2016 and is at the top of its game for vegan-friendly eateries for the growing market of compassionate foodies. If you're a regular at any of the Edinburgh farm markets or shopping our delicatessens, you'll be familiar with Planet Cuckoo. Over the last four years, Matt has grown this business from a small kitchen table enterprise and is now onto his third commercial kitchen to meet the demand. So when I researched the word cuckoo, I was surprised by the Urban Dictionary explanation. Cuckoo is a person, usually male, who spends a lot of time in the gym and takes photos for Instagram. He also likes to argue about any topic. So please be gentle with me, Matt, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Hello. So let's think about you've had quite a journey of the last four years. But where did it all start as a young man over in Poland? Who taught you to cook? And well, it was my mum. She uh, she was always keen cook, and she always made sure that we have uh, good uh, food on our table. Quite often, I I would just like to join my mum mm-hmm. with small prep jobs. Uh, and then just cooking together with her. The type of food that you grew up with in terms of the markets and on street food, what would be popular when you were young in Poland? Well, when I was young, which was 80s, 90s, there was not much street food. Zapikanki, mm-hmm. uh, a baguette cut in half mm-hmm. with some salted mushrooms, onions and cheese and just grilled. So it's almost like a pizza, but on a baguette. Oh, lovely. With usually with ketchup, and you could have them as long as a whole <laughs> wow. traditional baguette. Uh-huh. And when you were growing up, what what did you want to be? Where did you want to go? I always wanted to have my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, after primary school, I went to um, high school. It was uh, management high school, so that was my first uh, contact with uh, with the topic. And from there, I went to uni and I studied in Poland. Uh, I studied management and uh, finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was, uh, I always was keen to, um, to have my own business and run my own business. Okay. So you left Poland just after you did university? Or? Uh, yes, so I did three years and the plan was to, uh, to go to London for a year and then uh, go back to Poland and uh, finish masters because okay. I had to apply to to the like a second uh, level, mm-hmm. and and my my goal why uh, was uh, on the on the journey to London was to have fun for a year, uh, f- to go for adventure, but also look at the businesses, look at the ideas that I could bring back to Poland, mm-hmm. and then hopefully start something uh, in Poland. Well, that never happened, but okay. <laughs> I ended up in Scotland a year later. Right. And what I believe there's a trip. Was there a trip, a holiday that was? Uh, yes. In the so, middle? Uh, so 
I spent a few months in London, then I went back to Poland for a couple of months, met some friends, and together we went to Tenerife for a whole summer. Okay. Uh, they were just after high school, and uh, we spent a lovely summer in Tenerife, just working and having fun, uh -huh. surfing. And uh, so I had no plans after that, and just asked them, what, 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 what are you guys doing after Tenerife? And say, well, we're, we're going to Edinburgh. <laughs> okay. So, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. Can I go with you? So, <laughs> so I decided to go. And how was Edinburgh when you first arrived? Uh, was it welcoming? So, <laughs> yes, it was brilliant. Uh, what I was told before, uh, that Edinburgh is a bigger copy of uh, Old Town in Krakow. Oh, right. Okay. And it actually is. It's, uh -huh. uh, the Krakow Old Town is beautiful, but it's small. It's just a little part of, of, of the city. Uh -huh. uh, Edinburgh is a... Gigant, not gigantic, but it's a really large copy of that. Right. It's certainly a place, I think it was just voted Krakow was like the best place or a weekend destination or something recently. Probably, of, yeah. For value for money and yeah. sights to see and everything that's going on. So when you came and you started, how did Planet Cuckoo start? Uh, Planet Cuckoo started as Grumpy Food. Okay. And it started because I needed change in my life. I used to work uh, in a restaurant chain and I was a, a deputy manager. Mm -hmm. Our son, who was uh, three at that time, uh, started to, to miss me a lot. And uh, I used to work mostly evenings. He used to go to nursery. I used to... So when he was back from... Uh, nursery. I was at at work. Mm. When I was back from work, he was asleep. And the weekends, I was usually working. I had this deal that I uh, could have just one day, uh, Saturday or Sunday off per month, which is not a lot. So, wow. so that was my uh, family time. Okay. But at one point, uh, when my GM and assistant both decided to their notice for, for different reasons I was left in a position where I had no chance to get that one day off mm -hmm. that's where uh, me and my partner thought that we, we need to change do something radically different do, do something different so we can we so are the more, entrepreneurial, more in control yeah the entrepreneurial role is quite a high risk way method but <laughs> yes uh, but so where did so where did the cuckoo come from so cook came from a cookbook. Okay. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Ursula, who I'd like to say hello. Mm -hmm. uh, she uh, she gave me a book. I think it was for my birthday uh, by Jotam Otolenghi. Okay. I think it was plenty or plenty more. And one of the dishes in that book was uh, cauliflower cuckoo okay. and broad bean cuckoo. Uh -huh. So that was our first contact with with the dish. And you tried and you tested that with friends. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, first we just tested that over a dinner uh, that uh, I used to love to invite friends for. We would have a dinner, and I would cook, and the dinner would be served four hours after everyone arrives. Lovely. My kind of dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so we had cuckoo once, but every dish from uh, Yota Motolenghi cookbook was a success. Uh-huh. But taking it from friends' dinner to a marketplace. Uh, so yes, when we thought, uh, when we knew that we need to change something, uh, we didn't have uh, any money, we didn't have any credit score, uh, credit uh, 
Yeah, credit score. Mm -hmm. Credit score, so we could take a loan and invest into something. We thought that we need to do something with a limited funds, with a limited uh, space, just in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And because it's just in our kitchen, we've got limited options. We thought, and knowing how the markets, farmers' markets look in Edinburgh, we knew that there's a lot of meat options, but not a lot for vegetarians. Okay. So we thought, uh, how about we just take the best of our favorites, Yota Motolenghi recipes, and Sabrina Goyer, who's the other author that we, that we love. So I think it was my partner's birthday party that we invited some friends for that, but also to do a test. Okay. on them so we prepared a lot of food too much for all of us but uh, we wanted to check which ones are their favorite uh -huh. and from that th that was our first uh, many first uh, so from that party to getting onto the farmers market was because uh, there are quite waiting lists yes so there there's a waiting list and when we were starting uh, we were told that we cannot uh, we went to Stockbridge first and when, when we told them about our idea, uh, we thought that we can do hot food there. Mm -hmm. We told us that for hot, hot food, you need to wait until other traders will resign. But for that, it's a waiting list as well. So we'll be at the very back of the waiting list, probably years. Uh, if we decide to do something different, we could have a trial spot at... Uh, sister market, which is a leaf market. So, yep, yeah, so we, we told them that our... Uh, that we want to sell as vegetarian food, ready-to-go food. Mm -hmm. and they, they liked the idea. It was uh, just over four years ago on Halloween, uh, very cold, and we, we had our first market at Leaf Market selling cold food and at the beginning of the winter. <laughs> were you, wait, did you sell out or did you, were you taking some home? That yeah, we were taking some home and we gave some away to, to other traders. Uh, we didn't know how much to prepare but we had great great first day uh -huh. uh, great response so it was uh, good enough to encourage us to to take this this route to go again so did you from then get a regular slot at the farmer's market or did you have to go once a month or uh, just once a month i okay. think it wasn't even once a month because uh, we had some other plans but i think we had another two markets before the end of the year evolving you went from the vegetarian cuckoo to now a vegan uh, yes uh, yes soon after we started we we're trading back to back with our friends from skya vegan meats mm-hmm they, yeah, and they just asked us if we can make it, the dish, vegan. Mm -hmm. At that point, we had no idea how to how to do it, but they gave us some clues, and they were selling their uh, vegan meats, and we saw how popular they were. Mm -hmm. They said that, guys, if you, if you, if somehow you can make cuckoo vegan, uh, we bet that you will be so popular, and then they were right. So, but uh, well, they've certainly caught on the. I mean, it's very hip and cool to be onto the vegan um, band at the moment. Yep. And that's where everybody's going. So what, what was the change? I mean, you had to change the eggs into... Yes, so uh, so the change involved taking the eggs out and replacing it with something different. We tried aquafaba, mm -hmm. uh, but it didn't work for us. At one point, we even tried Scottish seaweed Wow. from Mara seaweed and... Um, 
another great uh, food yeah. company from, from Edinburgh, but that didn't work as well, uh, we still want to do a seaweed cuckoo. We've done it once and it looked disgusting. But <laughs> it, uh, we, we tried it with our regular customers and they, they actually like, like the taste, but okay. they, they couldn't look at it. Yeah. Uh, so what we did to change our cuckoo, and, that, and we are still doing it, is we replaced eggs with a mixture of chickpea flour, water, and it used to be olive oil, but now we use Scottish cold press rapeseed oil from our friends from Supernature Oils. Okay, okay. They're just out in borders. So one of the big issues that come up uh, time and time again from the supermarket are now doing quite a range of vegan products. Is there, I mean, the comments are coming back in the press is some of it's not nutritionally um, great for you don't have the same values of having a normal diet which is very hard for people looking to go down the vegan route are you vegetarian or vegan or uh, no i'm no. not i'm a flexitarian and okay. i try to reduce my meat and and Indeed. dairy mm-hmm. but uh, i find it difficult but um yeah I'm keen on trying. And so the cuckoos, in terms of nutritional value, the I mean, I think we're looking at it was like 4%, uh, four percent, four, four, four grams, four grams of protein, and so and, it was actually the aubergine cuckoo per hundred grams. Uh huh. So it is fairly nutritionally rich. Uh, yes, and uh, as other companies they try to mimic meat products or dairy products, our goal was never that. Mm-hmm. We're just asking if we can make it vegan so our friends can try it. Yeah. Uh, so more people can try it. Uh, so we were not trying to recreate something. We just found a way to to make it vegan. So did you use the farmer's markets often for your regular customers to help test and taste and yes. evolve the recipe to where it is today? Uh, yes. So we, uh, I think it took us about two months. Okay. Uh, at that time, I was still working full time. And we're just trying it out and sometimes bringing a little samples to our regular customers who like the product. Mm-hmm. They could tell us. Uh, farmer's market is a great way to, it's a great platform to. Your loyalty to the farmer's markets has been, it's been phenomenal. For, but you're now growing and into the delicatessens and into the cafes. So do you believe, you're good, are you going to continue your regular attendance at oh, yes. the farmer's markets? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there would be no Planet Cuckoo where it is now uh, without the farmer's market. And here I'd like to thank Jeff and Beth okay. uh, from the farmer's market who run Stockbridge, Leaf and Grass Market okay. uh, for their support and to let us be a part of it. Okay, oh, that's good. So tell me, the involvement, what, how did you go from the farmer's markets now into the Delicatessens and cafe. What was the next step in the business? Uh, so the next step in the business, um, there was no plan. Again, we just saw a opportunity. Our friends from Sky Vegan Mix asked us at one point if we could deliver cuckoos to London one day. So we thought, well, yeah, we could send it through, but if we can send it through to London, then we can send it through everywhere else. Mm. Uh, until that point, our goal is to build a following at the markets and open a cafe in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Then we thought rather than opening our own cafe, we could be supplying other cafes here in Edinburgh and outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, one big kitchen and rather than have a place when you need to cook to, to the order for the customer. At yeah. least then, now and there, it's a lot of stress. 
and not the way we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. The whole idea about our food was always to prepare it in advance and sell it ready to go. So there's as least problem serving the food mm-hmm. as, as there can be. Mm-hmm. We can just serve whatever we've got and it's already, we don't need to do anything with it. Where do you want to be served? Um, everywhere. It doesn't matter how big or small the place is. Uh, but success will be when I can say that, okay, uh, now I don't need to worry about next week, mm-hmm. next month, or the weather at the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the orders are steady. Uh, we are secured financially, and I can support my family here and my family back in Poland. Mm-hmm. And we can look into the future without saying, okay, things might be changing, but we we are okay because our business is strong and we can... And you're know, well on the way now with your yeah. third kitchen. Well, it's a uh, third kitchen is coming. So the first kitchen was our kitchen, our flat. The second uh-huh. kitchen we've been renting uh, from Alison from the Herbivore Kitchen, who we also say big thank you and hello. Oh, so what are the lessons that you can pass on to other people who maybe got the idea and they want to do something in considering farmers markets? Uh, so if they... Uh, if you guys are going to consider opening something, test it. Test it with your friends, then test it at the farmer's market, which is a great place because you only need to invest in one one day. Mm-hmm. If it's And you will get honest opinion from people that you don't know. Testing it first with your friends is nice, but your friend can be... Sometimes they're not as polite. honest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And did you have any help from any of the national organizations um, to yes. support uh, your business? Uh, business Gateway and Scottish Enterprise. Okay. And how did they help you? Uh, first help was from uh, Business Gateway when we got a startup advisor. Mm-hmm. And she uh, told us about uh, different grants and different ideas that we could start developing there were introduced to scottish enterprise we got our first grant for rebranding and packaging then we've got introduced to the scottish rural, rural college yep. yeah uh, and they did done some work about uh, our shelf life problem and moisture access uh, we've got a grant for that as well mm-hmm. uh, got another grant from scottish enterprise experts business support, something like that. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot. happening. Uh, you just need to be patient, but you also need to show them that you are listening to them, uh, not just want them to... Because what, what I found out that every time I had a meeting with someone from Scottish Enterprise or Business Gateway, they would all only give me a little hint of what's possible. Then they would they would wait for me to take that hint and show them that I've done some work and that things are progressing, only then they will tell me that, okay, now you're ready for next step. Okay. But it's interesting in a day where they're all cutting back and everything, so that people are there to listen to you and to help you and to dry, help entrepreneurs meet their dreams and uh, deliver yes, them. Yes, yes. And so the future, the next five years, what do you see? Well, we're just um, just about to move into our new kitchen, which will be a huge step for us. Mm-hmm. And we are looking to introduce frozen products. 
and we want to we will be working with Lomond Whole Foods mm-hmm. and that's our first distributor later in the year we hope to get more uh, so and then hopefully in a few years we will be in few supermarkets there's the goal that's i look forward to seeing it in all the high street supermarkets well thank you matt i think that's been really informative and i think that you've really given us a story of like a a passage of time of where an idea can really take you if you follow your dreams thank you thank you So Matt, you've now developed quite a a successful and a nicely designed range of packaging, but that must have been a whole lesson in itself. Is there any tips which you'd like to pass on to others going down that route? Yes, don't try uh, to create new packaging and new solutions yourself. Rather go to other businesses, maybe ask them, uh, find a business who's similar or the business that you uh, aspire to and ask them if they can advise you. Because our problem was how to go from a large cuckoo that we that we sell slices of at the farmer's market into individual portions of cuckoo. We had different ideas, maybe to bake them in a big rectangular tray and cut them into squares or uh, do triangles, but then how do we pack it? At the end, we ended up with a circular cuckoo but rather than going to some manufacturers and asking them what available packaging and baking equipment there is, we ask them to create uh, tools for us so we can uh, use it. So we spend a lot of time developing it, but then uh, we had to pay a lot of money for all the tools that the companies had to uh, invest themselves, invest themselves mm. just for us. Okay. So rather than try to do something your way, uh, go out there, find a business that you you are aspiring to and ask them. I was so surprised how much people want to share their knowledge and their uh, journey. Mm -hmm. I've been lucky to work with Paddy Cronin from Nairn's Old Case, who's my mentor now, and he, he just shares ideas. He tells me, you should really think about something or then if you think about this, you should think about something else. Okay. I went to other businesses and to the smaller businesses and asked them, and now when we are moving kitchen, uh, ask them what what is their advice for us before we, we do that big step. Yeah. And, and it's great. People are so willing to share yeah. their knowledge. Sometimes they're not at the very beginning, but if you kind them and if you show them that you actually uh, admire where they are, what their business does, mm-hmm. they are. I think more... we very much when you're on a, when you're on your path of success, people do want to encourage you and do want to see the successors coming up and everybody succeeding in life. And people are kinder than you think, and often you're often just frightened to ask. Yes, you're frightened to ask, and that was that was with me, uh, and yeah, that's that's the biggest lesson for me is just to meet more people, mm-hmm. chat more with with everyone. It doesn't matter if the business is in a different field than mine is. Uh, problems are usually similar, yeah, and solutions are similar as well. 
and I just keep asking and I approach businesses myself. Yeah, and a lot of the farmers markets people that were talking are now friends and um Yes, it's uh, a great uh, community of uh, small businesses. Super. Thank you, Matt. Thank you.